So if you have been listening to my radio show the last couple of weeks, you have no doubt heard me talking about my new book that is out, One Heart at a Time. It's a book that I started before Zach, uh, my son Zach, left us uh, in October of 2017. He decided to change his address permanently to heaven. And I didn't think I could finish the book. I couldn't finish the book. I, I was immobilized with pain for weeks, for months. And then I decided to include Zach's story in the book. So I wanted to do this broadcast, this podcast, about my book and about why I hope that you read it, uh, the reasons that I hope that it touches you. Uh, I started the book because I wanted to impress upon people that you don't have to be a saint. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to even be educated or have a career in the caregiving field. You don't have to be a hero. You don't have to be a firefighter or a police officer, a nurse, a neurosurgeon. You don't have to be any of those things in order to change the world. You simply have to have a heart that is willing to serve, to serve others. How are we going to change the world? Let's just stop for a minute and look around. If you spend an hour watching the evening news, the morning news, if you spend half an hour on the internet reading the news or following social media that trends with events going on around our world, bombs being mailed and caravans and bullying in schools, school shooters, all these things can steal your joy in the short run. But in the long run, what happens is all these tragedies, all this fighting steals our hope. It steals our hope and it makes us jaded. We have become a house divided. Have you ever heard the proverb, a house divided will not long stand? It's true. When we are fighting against each other, we don't need an enemy to come and invade. We hurt ourselves by fighting with our brothers and our sisters, by turning against the people that we love. If they don't agree with us, if they don't see things from our political perspective or from our moral uh, perspective, that's not okay. We need to come together and stop fighting and realize the left and the right, they are two sides of the same coin. We are all a part of humanity. I believe by my belief system that we are all created beings, that not a single human being alive is an accident. We're all and on purpose, maybe not by our families. But we are all on purposes in that God purposed us to be here. Now, you don't need to believe in God uh, to enjoy one heart at a time. It's not a religious book. It isn't just for those people who believe as I do. Uh, but you do need to believe that human beings have great value and great worth. If you don't believe that a higher power created us, and you do believe perhaps that you are an accident 
Can you at least agree or believe that you have gifts and talents and skills that are unique to you, that nobody else is quite like you? Don't believe that. Look at your finger. Look at the tip of your finger. You got you got 10 of them to choose from. Pick a finger, any finger. Look right now, look at your finger and realize that there is not another person that has ever been fingerprinted that has a fingerprint exactly like yours. How bizarre is that? Do you know that there's no two zebras they've ever photographed that have stripes that are identical? Did you know that? Did you know that they can do biometrics now where they take a picture of the iris of your eye and there's no two people that they have ever discovered that have the same eye? How crazy is that? How cool is that? So if if your fingerprint is that unique, if your iris is that unique that they can identify you from all the millions of eyes that have been photographed, how much more unique is your heart and your soul and your mind your skill set, your talents, your insights. There's no one like you. So if you can believe that those gifts and talents and skills that make you unique have great value, then you can believe or begin to believe that together we can change the world. I'm going to read uh, just the foreword in my book, uh, And then talk about it a little bit and talk about why I think that we can change the world, you and I together, why I think that it's important to have these conversations. The book begins, my name is Delilah. I have had a lot of last names and I've had a lot of nicknames, but most people just know me as Delilah. You may recognize the name from my nighttime syndicated radio show where I take calls and emails from listeners and help them work out their issues. That would make sense as I've been on the air for more than 40 years. Playing your song request and dispensing three-minute snippets of advice on my radio show is just a small part of my day. I also founded a nonprofit organization called Point Hope to help others in need. In the past 14 years, I've been back and forth to Ghana, West Africa over 30 times, at least twice a year, helping refugees, the elderly, disabled, and vulnerable local population gain access to things that we take for granted, things like food, clean water, and health care. I've got 13 kids, young children to adults, 10 of whom are adopted. I'm now trying to adopt number 14. I've got grandkids to love on, farm animals to care for, and acres and acres of gardens to tend to. I'll admit it, sometimes I grapple with my own on-air advice to slow down and love someone. It is true, though, all of us need to slow down and step into another pair of shoes. Perhaps the shoes of a person we disagree with. We need more love and understanding right now. People are being divided and pitted against one another. Images of rioting and unrest fill our TVs and computer screens, and we no longer bat an eye when they do, which is a whole other problem unto itself. A house divided will not long stand. We are a house divided. We are fighting against our brothers and sisters. Instead of building bridges of understanding, we are building walls of division. 
Never before in the history of our world have we needed love more than we do today. We have amazing technology that allows us to connect to each other in an instant. And yet people are more lonely and isolated than ever before. It's easier to engage in mean-spirited warfare when you can hide behind an online profile. The growth of the overall disconnectedness or abject loneliness of people during the last two decades has taken on a life of its own. I hear it from my callers all the time. Older folks who miss their adult children or grandchildren. I hear it from young people who feel like they don't have any friends at their school or anyone they can trust. I hear it from young, exhausted single moms trying to make it on their own and from married men and women who feel completely isolated from their spouses. Almost every person I've talked to who ever attempted suicide, and I talk to hundreds of these survivors each year, says the same thing. They felt utterly and completely alone and unable to bear the weight of the sadness from their depression and isolation. When I travel to developing nations and see small, unfurnished huts, maybe 10, 12 feet in diameter, that are home to half a dozen people, or see houses where families have lived in the same neighborhood for generations, I suspect they are not nearly as lonely as we are in our modern developed culture. Our world is in trouble on many fronts. And it's hard to be up against forces so enormous and powerful when you're just one person, one heart, trying to affect change. Sometimes I feel like a tiny mouse facing down the rhinoceros. So how do we change the world? The answer? One heart at a time. I'll start by sharing my heart with you by sharing my personal stories and what I've learned in my experiences, the positive and the negative, my hope is you'll start to see the miracles in your life. Recognize divine promptings. Consider your purpose. Follow with prayerful obedience. Open yourself to serve others and let go of things that burden you, all so that you may find peace in this harsh existence. I believe that. I believe that we can change the world for our kids, for our grandkids, for ourselves as we age and things are changing so rapidly for the bad, for negative. I think we can turn the tide. I think we can turn the Titanic around one heart at a time. How do we do that? How do we turn the tide and change the hearts of others? It's really not that complicated. As I said earlier, it means recognizing that you're not an accident, that you're an on purpose, and that you have a purpose. There is a divine purpose for your life. If you look at a seashell, if you look at the spirals of a seashell, did you know they're perfect? They are perfect. And almost everything in nature, every flower, every pollen, every seed, every seashell has this divine geometry, this divine mathematical equation that's the same and it's perfect, perfect. So if there is a higher power directing the spirals of a seashell, don't you think there is a divine power directing the path of your life? You were put here at this time 
in history when you can affect change. When we have so much technology at our fingertips that we can use for good. We can use it for good. We can change the world for good. Can we start agreeing to do that together? Number one, go to your social media. If you've got hateful, negative, argumentative things, divisive things up there, take them down. You're not going to convince somebody who disagrees with you to agree with you because of your clever little Facebook post. You're not. If you've got something posted on social media that is divisive or unkind or makes you look or feel superior to somebody else, take it down. Delete, 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 delete. Now, go into your mind and think about how much time and energy you spend trying to convince others that you are right and they are wrong. How much time and energy do you spend trying to convince others that you are superior, that you are religion, that you are uh, behavior, that your political affiliations, that your whatever are superior to another's? When I first became a believer, when I first found my faith, and when I first got into 12-step groups, I was so annoying. I hurt people that loved me because I thought that I knew better than they did how they should live their life and how they should believe. And I tried to get everybody that I saw that was drunk into a 12-step meeting. (laughs) Doesn't work that way. And it was divisive, and I didn't mean it to be. It wasn't, I wasn't purposefully being jerky, but I hurt people that loved me in my zeal and passion for my newfound faith and for my newfound uh, 12-step program. If you are passionate about your faith, if you are passionate about the path that God has put you on, good for you, but you are going to Show the truth of your faith by loving others, not by shoving others. By your love, by your tenderness, by your mercy. Some people think they're going to show their faith or show the path by the hours they spend uh, at church. I have a girlfriend that recently got married. And for the last nine, ten years of her life, she was at church. And her daughter, who was my daughter's best friend, will tell you that she missed out on her mom, a lot of her mom, because her mom was so busy serving at church, thinking that she was serving God. But really, she was missing spending time with her daughter, who's now grown. And she has a lot of regrets around that. And regrets don't really amount to anything. They don't do any good. But she's recognized that being a part of an organization isn't necessarily doing God's will. You can be far more effective, I believe, changing hearts one heart at a time by just reaching out in love. Reaching out in love and saying, how can I help you today? How can, what can I do to make your day better? Bring you a cup of coffee. Listen to you. Encourage you. I want you to think of ways that you can use your unique combination of personality and skills and education, history, your history. Maybe you came from an alcoholic home. Maybe 
You yourself have battled your own demons of addiction. How can you use those experiences to make the world a better place for others? How can you reach out to a single mom or to a child in foster care or to a child that's struggling with learning issues? Uh, They call them disabilities. I call them learning styles. How can you volunteer in your community? How can you use those things that make you you and so precious and so unique? How can you use those things to mentor other young women and men? or to care for abandoned or abused animals. Animals are God's creatures too. They need love. They need to be cared for. How can you take all the things you've experienced, all the wisdom you've gleaned to make the world a better place? You can change the world for good, one heart at a time. If you're interested in ordering a copy of my book, there are a multitude of ways to get it. Uh, You can order it off Amazon, uh, the Kindle version or the hardback version. You can order it if you want to make a donation to Point Hope. You can order an autographed copy, pointhope.org. And if you want to listen to my voice telling the story, as you just did when I read the the foreword, if you want to listen to me reading the story, go to audible.com. And you can get an audio version of One Heart at a Time. Once you've read it, I'm going to ask you to do two things. Number one, I'm going to ask you to share your story of who impacted your heart and who you've impacted. I want you to share those stories with me. And number two, I want you to give the book away. I don't want you to put it on a shelf. I want you to give it away. After you've finished reading it, put you can write notes in it, notes to yourself, ways that you can use your gifts to change the world, mark it up, and then give it to someone you love so that they too can be a part of this chain, a link in the chain of love that will bind us together in love. Okay? So write to me and tell me, who impacted your heart and changed your life for good. And secondly, give the book away once you're done with it. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. I hope you join me every night on my radio broadcast. And God bless you and use you to change the world one heart at a time. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.